Our gospel lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As we wrap up our series, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, we, are, we have lit the candle of love. What does love have to do with it, really, church? <laughs> Thursday morning, I woke up around 2 a.m., and within a short time, the song, What the World Needs Now, came to my mind. It, it goes, what the world needs now is love, true love, or love, sweet love. And I, I, I paused for a minute to wonder why that song had come to my mind. First of all, I didn't want to wake up at 2 a.m. And second, that song was written long before I was born, sang before I was born. What was that song doing in my mind? And I thought about the number of artists who have done that song, and for some reason, it just stayed in my mind, like, why is this song? But over time, as I know how the Holy Spirit comes to me, I said to the Lord at that time in the morning, Lord, please let me not forget this. And, and I went back to sleep. And later in the day, as I was in my office, it came back to me, the song, and I, I started thinking about it. I started thinking about why did this song come to my mind? And I started quickly thinking about some of the songs I've heard about love. Songs like, ain't no mountain too high enough and ain't no river too wide enough to keep me away from you. I heard back in my mind songs like, I, I love you for sentimental reasons. <coughs> and as I started thinking about those songs and something came to me to go look at the verse of the initial song that came to my mind, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It, it, it talked about we don't need any more mountains to climb. We don't need any more rivers. The, what the world needs now is love, sweet love, true love, basically. And as I thought about that, I, I saw how fitting it was for the text today. And I, and I want us to focus on the passage of scripture, but primarily on verse 21, where it tells us that the angel came to Joseph and, and told Joseph not to put away Mary, 
his betrothed wife because she is pregnant with the Son of God who will come to save the world, save his people from their sins. As I thought about that, it just clicked in my head. It registered. That's the kind of love that the world needs. That's the kind of love that the world needs. Not the sentimental love that makes us feel all up in our feelings, as they would say. Not the kind of love that gets us so emotional and makes us feel all gooey inside. Not the kind of love that is driven by emotions. And, and while that kind of love is all good and nice, and we know how it goes when the emotions fade and the, the feelings wear off and the sentimentality just, you know, goes down a notch. We, we know how that goes. What the world needs now is the kind of love that would make the Son of God come down from his glory and come in the form of humans and live among us. The kind of love that would make the Son of God come in human form and, and, and show us the way of God, to show us God's love for us. The kind of love that will cause us to move beyond feelings to doing. You see, this is exactly what Jesus did. Not only did Jesus teach us the way of God, he died for us. He died for you and for me and for all the world. It had to have been love, church, for, for him to go on the cross, to be in our stead and to die on that cross. This kind of love goes beyond sentimentality. It goes beyond feelings. It goes beyond just a mere idea, a mere intellectual assent. It's a love that is rooted deep in compassion. This is what love is truly about. An act of will, a deliberate choice to be there for someone, to stand by someone, to, to sacrifice our time, our energy, our resources, for someone, even to give of our best to someone. This is what the world needs now. I can tell you youths, no matter what love song you hear on the, on the station or you, you, you see them dancing to on TikTok, if it doesn't require us to give of ourselves, then it's just sentimentality. Ask your parents, they know what we're talking about. It wears away after time. Love comes with sacrifice. Love comes with putting the extra effort in to do that will make a difference in the life of someone else. Love comes with that grounding that enables us to change the world. Archimedes was a Greek mathematician and a physicist, and he was curious about how a lever works. He wanted to understand how such a small object could move such great weights. And so he immersed himself into studying the principles of a lever. After much careful observation and investigation, he discovered that a lever increases the input force to provide a greater output force by resting on a pivot point, a fixed position of support. This allows the lever to move weights far greater than itself. 
When Archimedes made the discovery, he declared, give me a place to stand, give me a firm footing, give me a solid place as a support and I can move the world. The first time I read that statement by Archimedes, something struck me. And I started wondering, what can move the world? And I don't mean the physical earth as Archimedes was insinuating, but I mean what can move the world that we live in? What can move the world that we share as fellow humans under the sun? What can move the world? And it dawned on me, when love is our firm foundation, when love is that place that we rest our foot on, when love is that support, when love is that place from which we act, from which we do, then we can change the world. Love, church, love. Love rooted in compassion for the other will cause us to help those who are in need. Love is more than a sentimental feeling. It's more than an emotion. Love is an act of will. Love. You see, Christmas is truly the most wonderful time of the year because it's the time that we celebrate the love that God has for us, that God could send God's only son into the world to show us God's love. Yes, church, what the world needs now is love, but true love. Love that can allow an unwed, pregnant young woman to know that she doesn't have to go the journey alone, that can provide what she will need for her child who will be born in January. Love, church, is what the world needs indeed. Love that will allow men and women to come on a Saturday and to open the doors on Fifth Street to allow other men and women, children who are also made in the image of God but are poor and unhoused and food insecure to know that they have a place where they belong, a place where they can come and know that they are loved, they're made in the image of God and they can have a meal. Love, church, love that will allow men and women from this congregation to wash and to care for the feet of those who are walking the streets without the shoes they need and their feet are sore. Blessed are the feet indeed, love. Love that would allow a group of youths to go across to Midtown Assistance Center and to stuff stockings for those who cannot afford what they need for life as we know it. Love that would make us stack the Christmas tree with presents, not for us, but for parents who are not able to provide for their children at this time of the year. Love. Love that would allow the youths to know that they're precious, that they're valuable, that they too have a voice, have a voice that will transform the world, have a voice for even us who have been in the church for a long time. Love, that's the kind of love that the church needs. That's the kind of love that will transform the world. If we allow love to be our foothold, if we allow love to be the place on which we stand, then indeed we can transform the world. Christmas is my 
favorite time of the year. But it's not about the gifts. It's not about the festivities. As much as how I love all of that, Christmas is my favorite time because it reminds me, it reminds me over and over and over again how much I am loved by God. And it reminds me how much you are loved by God and you are loved by God, how all of us are loved by God. What the world needs, it's love. And it's the kind of love that will transform hearts and make a, makes a difference in the lives of others. So this morning, this morning, church, I invite you, step into this love. The love that came down, God's love in Jesus Christ, love incarnate. Step in this love. Feast on this love. Be filled with this love so that you can go out into the world to share the love with others. Amen.